Hi, this is Brittany, and welcome to the Reclusive Blogger Interviews. In this episode, I speak with musical prodigy Neil Nyer, who at the taping of this episode plays about 120 instruments from all over the world. Neil was just at the beginning of his second Grammy camp attendance, and the 17-year-old was eager to talk about many of his upcoming projects, some of which include a new album and book and scoring music for various films. We chatted about his upcoming projects, Grammy camp, music influences, and more in this episode. I would like to ask you about how Grammy camp is going. I think you're only, you've only been there for one day, right? Or how long have you been there? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been one day. Um, today is the second day of Grammy camp and we, I just uh, came back from there. So it was wonderful. Great experience. Uh, got the chance to uh, work with band members. Um, and yeah, I can't wait for tomorrow and you know, I think tomorrow we'll be creating our own songs because for these oh, two wow. days we we're just, um, you know, um, playing songs, you know, from different artists. But tomorrow we'll be just, you know, creating our own songs with um, other tracks because we have eight career tracks, including um, audio engineering, um, music journalism, music business, um, electronic music production. Then we have songwriting, vocal track, instrumental track. So tomorrow we'll, we'll be working with the songwriting track so that, you know, they can help us to create our own song. Oh, wow. Um, that's they, I didn't know they did all that at Grammy Camp. That's amazing. And for um, anybody that's a young artist to get all that experience at such an early age is incredible. Um, what, uh, what songs did you get to perform today? So um, today we were performing Don't Let Me Be Lonely Tonight. Um, I mean, there are two versions. Of, one is the Eric Clapton version and mm -hmm. the other one is um, the James Taylor version. So we performed the James Taylor version, which is a bit uh, sped up, you know, than the Eric Clapton mm -hmm. version. But, you know, everyone enjoyed it. And I believe yesterday... I don't remember what the artist was, but we were performing like a song, kind of like an R&B, you know, like a funk style. And I was playing the alto saxophone uh, with the trumpet player. So it was nice, you know. I mean, I'm the, I mean, I was the only the, the I was only the guitarist, you know, in the band, and you know, I was also playing saxophone, so I could only you know play one instrument, you know, at a time. So yeah, I was playing mm -hmm. saxophone. And, you know, it was wonderful, you know, people enjoyed it. I mean, the students enjoyed it because we have three different bands, you know, so that's how it is. But, yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah, and um, I saw that your father had sent over that you had made it onto the Grammy Museum page on Facebook. That was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I know. I think one of the social media handlers they said would you mind doing pictures for us i was like sure why not i mean i said okay let's do it <laughs> and then they took the picture yeah it was fun um and just kind of i wanted to say a little bit more about the um grammy camp is there yeah. something within the camp are you most looking forward to well i'm looking forward to learn through learning new things and um for the listeners who are listening right now um 
I'll tell you a little bit about Grammy Camp. So Grammy Camp um, is a seven-day non-residential music industry program, uh, you know, for high school students who are interested in pursuing their career in music. And um, this is my second time this year. Last year, um, I did audio engineering. And from last year's experience, it was great. I got to learn about audio engineering, you know, how to use the mic, how to record, you know, musical yeah. artists and other stuff. Um, so, yes, as I mentioned, it started yesterday and it's going to happen till July 22nd at the University of Southern California, USC. So, as I mentioned about, um, so, anyways, um, we also um, have guest artists come every year. Um, so, last year we had... Uh, Silver Sun Pickups, Lauren Spencer Smith, and this year we'll be having. Uh, actually, today a guest artist came. Um, his name was. Uh, his name is Paul Klein. Uh, he's from the band Lenny. I think yeah. one of their songs has around three hundred twenty million, uh, like uh, what you call streams. So, streams. Yep. Yes, correct. So uh, I was there. I was listening to his interview, and then he performed a song for us. And I mean his. Vocal was fabulous, you know, it was just stunning. Mm-hmm. And then um, tomorrow um, we'll be having Gracie Abrams, and then we'll be having G Flip, a popular Australian singer, Moore Kismet, a popular DJ, and we have Lizzie Rickle Pine, who was featured on the Jimmy Fallon show and also the Jimmy Kimmel show. So, are you asking about like how my journey started or like? Um, yeah, just kind of go into that yeah. bit, yeah, journey. and So, um, how my journey started, when I was in the mother's womb, my dad, he was at the library looking for a book, and he just chose one book randomly and started reading it. And after reading the book, he read one line uh, which mentioned, if you play Mozart's music, on a tiny speaker uh, by the womb, then a child will become a musician. So my parents tried an experiment, and when I was around two years old, my parents, they took me to a free drum class um, in a music school, and after one drum lesson, I was playing the drums like an old pro. I was like, how did I do that? My parents and my teacher, and my teachers were shocked. They were like, you know, they were just shocked. And um, after that, my parents decided to give me another instrument, which was the guitar. And after learning the guitar, at a spot, I felt like I I think I can learn a few more instruments. So then after the guitar, I went to the piano, to the flute, to the saxophone, on and on and on. And at the age of 12... I made my very first world record for playing 44 musical instruments in 2017. And after that, I decided to break my own world record for playing 107 instruments from around the world at the age of 13 in 2019. And currently, I can play around 120 instruments. I, I kind of dabble in music myself, but I mainly just write about it. But it's just fascinating to me how someone's mind could just pick up an instrument 
just one alone, but then pick up over a hundred instruments. And um, I just kind of want to talk to you more on that. And then also, if you maybe have like a favorite instrument that you prefer playing at certain times, or just kind of more into how that kind of works, because it's it's fascinating to me. Yes. So um, my favorite instrument um, would probably be sitar and saxophone. But beyond that, I would say all of them are my favorite because the reason is um, that um, I get invited to different festivals or performances, you know, like, for example, if someone invites me for a Chinese festival, I will have to bring my Chinese instruments, Indian festival, Indian instruments, Arabic festival, Arabic instruments, Irish, Irish instruments. So, you know, all my favorite, but, you know, it depends, you know, like which event I get called to or which project I'm working on. So my answer would be all of them. I guess I kind of want to know more <laughs> about some of your influences or inspirations and things like that too. Uh, yeah. So, um, I got, um, you know, I mean, I get influenced by many artists, um, you know, including, I mean, bands, including Imagine Dragons, uh, yeah. Coldplay, The Beatles, Rolling Stone, um, artists, um, including um, Bruno Mars, um, Adele, uh, you have uh, Sam Smith. And uh, film composers, um, including Hans Zimmer, one of the top film composers in Hollywood, uh, Lauren Balfe, who composed for Mission Impossible uh, film, and also A.R. Rahman, who uh, composed music for the film Slumdog Millionaire, which won an Oscar. So that's so those are the artists who I get inspired by. So yeah, since you had mentioned, um, sorry, mentioning film composers and stuff like that. Um, when I was sent some notes on, on that we could talk about, um, I know you do have some upcoming projects and some of the, and some of those are composing for film. Can you talk mm -hmm. a little bit about that and, yeah. um, how exciting that is actually? Yeah, sure. So, um, yes. Yeah, so film composing is a new thing. I started this, I think, uh, last year, if I'm correct. And it's a big process. It's different. Uh, actually, you know, like mostly, for example, if you're creating a song, you would have to grab a music sheet or like a software which has a music sheet and just, you know, write the notes and stuff. Mm -hmm. But in film composition, the interesting thing is that you are composing on the spot. So let's say I have a scene, let's say of the Mission Impossible or Batman or any scene, right? Let's say I have a Batman scene and it's a fight scene. Now, my keyboard, let's say I had a string instruments, like a, like a like an orchestra, like full of strings, right? And now I'll have to play the chord or play the music and try to look at a scene and try to see, you know, which chords, which chord match, you know, like in chords we have like, you know. Uh, major is for happy major, minors, minor, yeah, minor, minor yes, correct. Pad, so this yeah. to find out, you know, what we can add, or maybe maybe we don't need chords. We we might need something else, like you know, like notes, or we might need like a, you know, it, it it depends. So on the scene, 
we're looking for. But it's different. It's like a different strategy, you know, for me. Uh, so, and yes, uh, from there, I um, working with a production, um, which is um, called Mad Wife Productions. And um, I'm working on three films at the moment. So the first one, which I'm working on still, is called Beyond the Door, which is a thriller suspense film. The second one, which I'm working on, is called um, Last Date, which talks about two serial killers. And um, the last one uh, has an unknown name yet, and um, they are still finishing up the editing. But in the meantime, they just you know gave me like a rough scene to yeah. just compose uh-huh. for. And I'm working uh, on one feature film with a different production. Uh, so it's called Lottery. Um, it's a full feature film. Uh, and I heard that the shooting will begin probably this year or uh, by the or by the end of this year. And I heard that um, this uh, feature film is being directed uh, by a sister of a Bollywood star. So I can't wait to meet her and and can't wait, you know, to meet the director. So it'll be great. And what else? Yeah, I think at the moment that's all I have for film composing. But my goal um, would be, you know, to compose for big films and, you know, work with um, big composers, including um, Hans Zimmer and yeah. Warren Balfe and Arama. So. Yeah, Hans Zimmer is uh, one of my favorites uh, film composers. I like Hans Zimmer, and I also like John Williams. Yeah. Those are those are two really fantastic composers. There, well, John Williams is like he's up there. He's been doing a lot of amazing work forever. About Hans Zimmer, one thing I didn't know, you know, because mostly um, film composers, you know, they always, you know, like you know, write music sheet, you know, for the, uh, you know, for the musician so that they can, you know, record. But Hans Zimmer, he does not read music or write music. He just uh-uh. composes. Like, he just, yeah. <laughs> he just thinks, okay, I need this kind of combination of notes put mm-hmm. together and give it to them. It's like, I, I didn't know that before. And I was so fascinated that all these films he has done so far, like Inception, um, Dune, those movies... It just, it's, I was just fascinated. It was so shocking, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm just shocked. It's amazing, you know, that he's just doing yeah, it. He does position. everything, but I forgot how they said he did because I learned this watching the interview with him, but it's all just like, is done on how he feels and it's all done through um, a program that he created, I think. Yes, I and, believe so. Yeah, uh huh. And that was fascinating to me. But then if you read, or, or actually, watch or read a lot of interviews from uh, a lot of pop musicians or just rock musicians and popular musicians, a lot of them are not, well, I wouldn't say they don't know music theory per se, but a lot of them don't specifically read music. They just kind of go with the feeling and they they learn guitar or whatever instrument and, and, and not necessarily a musical theory way. So it's mm-hmm. interesting. I know um, a lot of people have a, a lot of mentors and things when it comes to um, when they're in music and things like that. 
What is some of the best advice that you've been given? <laughs> that is a that is a good question. I think the best advice someone you know gave to me, um, man. <laughs> you know when I uh, there was one performance um, I did recently. Uh, I did like you know I think it was last two years. I don't know. He said to explore new genre of music, um, you know, try to collaborate um, with them, you know, and that's the, that's the thing he gave me. And also he, he told me one thing about, you know, like um, adding positive statements when I'm performing, which, um, you know, also um, helps. So, you know, I took his advice and I tried to, you know, implement that in my music and it helped you know people i've seen um positive um you know reviews you know people like it you know so it's that's one of the advice i got you know from people um i mean i love them but right now i don't <laughs> i can't remember one of them but i mean that's the only thing i remembered um but actually actually one advice i would like to give for the listeners who are listening to this podcast right now um so um, if you're a musician or, you know, or someone, you know, who, I mean, who is, um, you know, interested, I mean, who is in their career, um, focus on your passion, dedicate it, work hard and work smartly, and you will reach to heights. And um, one thing, one advice, another advice I would like to give um, is, so um, if you're a parent um, and you like, you know, have children, you know, uh, so if they are interested in music, one advice I would give is that you take them to, um, a, a music, a music shop, you know, like guitar center or any other music shop and, you know, let them discover, you know, let them try different instruments, you know, and see what they'd like. Yeah. I was talking in a, I was doing another interview as a musician and he was saying how um music as it when he was a child and how he had music around him as a child and how much that really was an integral part of his upbringing and that kind of changed the way he saw things as an adult mm-hmm. and how um also it helped him with his playing when he went because uh, like he was a solo guitarist and how that was really, really something that he misses in um, when he sees a lot of kids today. They just don't have that. But he understood that it can be hard for some parents and, and for certain reasons. But, yeah, I th- and I, I had mentioned that, too, that I, I got that aspect when I was a kid, the chance to try different things in the art realm, try painting and singing and instruments, because I play guitar, but I'm not that great, but I still play it because it's just fun but i still think that there's you kids should get that chance to at least try to see well maybe i can be this and do this and just at least try it so i would agree yeah i know and you know a lot of students you know um who use music as a hobby um you know like i mean it's it's good to have fun you can you know like you can can use music for fun or you can use it as a professional career depending on what do you want to do? So, yeah, it's, you know, it's the important thing is that you have to have fun when you play music, you know, if you have no fun, mm-hmm. then it's no use for playing music. So, 
you should always have fun. You know, it doesn't matter if you play a wrong note or play the wrong note. Yeah. You know, you know, you just keep going. I am telling you, I have done a lot of mistakes. You know, from performances. You know, and I just learn from them. You know, thing mm-hmm. is that because the thing is that one thing I learned is performances that the audience has a very great hit. You know, because they're always listening. But mostly, let's say you do like a wrong note or wrong chord or something. The audience will notice because they're having fun. They're in a groove. They're in a jam. You know, they're just going with the flow. So the wrong note, that's fine. You just keep going. Go with the flow. Just smile like it didn't happen or something like that. <laughs> you know, that's that's the thing I always do, you know. So, yeah, you yeah, just have fun. And I, yeah, and I noticed now that I've kind of gotten back uh, I'm playing my guitar and I'm just kind of doing it for fun. I don't know. I might start releasing some music with the guitar because I was kind of releasing other music, but um, it's kind of helped me unlock a part of my brain, which has made it a lot easier for me to write about music. Cause that's what I normally do. I kind of write about music, but you kind of yeah. see when they've done all those studies about how music, when you're playing it, it does help with other aspects of in in life. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and also um, you know as I mentioned, uh, you know as I mentioned, um, anyone at any age can learn music. There, there's no limit. And mm-hmm. yes, yeah, so like for you, instance, you know you want to um, you know record an original song. I know a lot of musicians, you know, they're very good players, but they don't want to post because they think it's bad. And I yeah. say you know just just post, see how it reacts. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, one, uh, you know, uh, uh, one time I, I didn't want to post a video because it was bad, but when I posted it, it got a good review. Like I think it got thousands of views, I think around mm-hmm. 106,000 on Instagram. So, so that's why, you know, sometimes bad, you know, like if you think it's bad, don't think it's bad. Just post it, see how it is, you know, this, because if you don't post, then you won't see what people like, you know, what your audience is. So just post whatever content you you know, like. You know, you say, "Oh, I can post this." I am, mean, or it's bad. You just post it. You know, just let's see how it goes, and then gonna go from there. And that's how you grow your social media. By the way. Yeah, and yeah, because sometimes the things that I post and I think it's gonna do well never does well, and then I just post something random like, well, "Why did that do well?" You don't know because you're thinking like in your brain. You're yeah. not realizing that everyone else is not you and they have completely different mindsets and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, I think the main part about social media is that you have to stay consistent because mm-hmm. if you're not, if you are not consistent, then you'll just go back to, yep. to the basement. So, I mean, sorry, I mean, to the base, you know. So yeah. if you want to like, you know, grow your followers, you know, increase yep. your views, your likes, comments, shares, then you have to stay consistent, you know, post every day. doesn't matter if people say that, you know, the worst day they post on Instagram is Sunday. Just post on Sunday. See how it goes. You may never know. It might become viral. So keep going. So, yep. Yeah. And I guess you've kind of mentioned it and you've kind of uh, talked about it, but um, what does like music and the craft of songwriting mean to you um i guess kind of holistically or just being able to express yourself in that way well um you know with uh music and songwriting um you know I'm, this song i'm this new thing actually which i i'm using my album 
actually. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, songwriting is different. You know, you do just um, in songwriting, it's different. You get to, you know, like create you create your own song. You know, for example, if I'm looking outside right now, I'm like, um, right now I'm like outside. Let's say, actually, right now like in front of me, I'm outside the USC and looking at the apartment, so I can like make a song about another thing. But oh, I see cars. I see. Uh, students walking by. I, uh, I see a person dancing right now. How do you say I don't know why they're dancing? You know, like that. You know, and then from there you just create like a verse in the chorus, and then you know, then you just you know fix it like that. It's, it's a very interesting thing, you know. And I wrote this one song called um, uh, what's this called? Yes, it is called um, Chasing Dreams. Uh, it's kind of like a Hollywood song. Um, I, I'll sing one of the chorus. Um, I'm going to Hollywood. I'm going to make that move. That will be the price I pay for love. So that's the chorus of the Kissing Dreams, which I just sang just now. So that song talks about, you know, my dreams to Hollywood and talking about the struggles and everything for that song. Oh, and one thing I wanted to mention is I am... Um, uh, working on my very first album, which is called Breaking Barriers. Um, and um, in this uh, album, as I mentioned about the song Just in Dreams, but there's mm-hmm. also another special song, which is called Exploring Worlds. And in that track, um, I recorded acoustically all 107 musical instruments. And I don't think no one has recorded 100 some instruments <laughs> in that track. So, yeah. And it took around three or four months to record, you know, because, you know, I, wow. I guess I have a, uh, like a Honda HRV you know, and most of the instruments cannot, big instruments cannot fit in that car. You know, I have to like drive back, record instruments, bring them home, bring another set of instruments, record them. It was a hustle, but, you know, it was worth it. It was a nice experience. Yeah, dedication. You know? That's dedication. dedication yep. Yeah. Dedication. You know, don't stop. Yeah, and um, it has um, three different genres, starting with a pop and rock feel, going into an Irish genre, and then an Irish genre. And other songs that are too, but I want to mention because it's a secret. And you'll know after the album is uh, will be released. And yes, um, I bought an album. Right now, it is in the final stages. Everything is set up. We're working on our artwork right now. And the artwork is fabulous. Um, it's um, kind of like a AI, uh, you know, like an artwork, you know, showing the barriers, you know, just opening. So, it's, so uh, or did you do the artwork or did you have someone no, else do uh, the artwork? Someone, uh, so actually someone did the artwork on the AI. It means I have hired a person, you know, who knows how to use AI with those kind of okay, things. Okay, yeah. So then like, he, yeah. you know, did from there and, it mm-hmm. looks like you know that, but the the you know charming thing about AI is that it looks like someone painted it, but it's not painted it because yeah. AI did the work. Mm-hmm. So fascinating, you know. So yeah, so the artwork is almost getting done. Um, I am planning um, to release my album, my book, which is Comes called out. "Passion yeah. to Exploration of Hundred Seven Sound Machines," and. Um, uh, I made uh, this book for all people 
um, you know, who don't know instruments. And I, in the book, I put like little animation figures of me demonstrating the instrument, you know, showing how it's being held, where is it from, what's the pitch behind this instrument, how many strings or reeds, is it woodwind instrument, you know, et cetera, et cetera, and those kind of stuff. And the reason why I created this book um, is because when I perform, you know, different festivals, uh, I recently performed at the Vietnamese festival and there was one audience member. He came up to me and he said, what is that instrument? And I, and I told him the name like of the instrument. And then he said, like, he never heard it before. And that's when it shocked me. Like people who like live in their countries don't know their own instruments. Yeah. It was shocking. Uh-huh. And I'm like, wow, like people don't know that instrument. It's like big pop. I have like, I know all that I know that pop instrument is popular in a country. No. It was just funny. You know, and then I said, you know, how about I create a book? In this case, they can just come from the book, you know, and you know, just explore instruments from different countries, you know? So and that's why that's the reason I created this book. So yeah, and um you can pre-order this book um on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. So yes, please do check this out. Uh, back to the album. Um, yes, I'm going to release it in my book, as I mentioned. This album will go for Grammy submission. Um, mm-hmm. That's so big. That's pretty amazing. That's a big one. Yes, yes. So it's good. so I can't wait for that. Um, I'm planning to submit before probably September. So before that, I think probably in two two months or one month I'll be able to release the album and then go for Grammys. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. And the Grammys are fun too. Um I, I I covered the Grammys this year. They're they're fun. So yeah. Oh yeah, it's gonna be very fun. So can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> uh Hosey Music Awards. Uh it is a premier music event um within the independent music industry recognizing and Celebrating excellence in, uh, globally. So I got nominated in the category of Musician of the Year by the Hosey Music Awards. And this event is going to happen in Nashville for the ninth annual on October 22nd, Sunday. I just kind of want to end it with one last question. Mm-hmm, sure. And then that's it. Um, what three words would you use to define your artistic self? Ah, uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Ah, uh, three words. Okay. Creative. <laughs> Hold on. Creative. Exceptional. And musically. That's the words okay. I would say. That's, that's, I always like asking people that because it's mm-hmm. interesting to see what words people pick. Yeah. But um, creative is the one that people... Uh, choose yes. the most, so yeah, yeah. I, I choose that one, so yeah, yeah. I, I think you're the first person to ask me this question, actually. Oh, wow, <laughs> I'm, surp- I'm surprised on that one. It seems like that's a question that would be asked a lot, yeah, I guess I not. yeah. So, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'll see you in the next episode. And don't forget to subscribe, share, like, check me out on socials. All of those will be linked in the description.
Hi, this is Brittany, and you have been listening to the Reclusive Blogger Interviews.